Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Guest Thursday, and uh, we're very excited to have uh, uh, one of our favorite guests on. We have, they're all mm-hmm. favorites, of course, but uh, Rick uh, Ferris out of New England, uh, out of Providence uh, area, Rhode Island, uh, Newport Beach, or Newport, Rhode Island, actually, uh, where the beautiful uh, water is, and he's got a beautiful boat, and a uh, good friend of ours, good friend, <laughs> good friend of Kathy and Dan's. Dan, yep. Dan was a C-12 member is uh, in Rick's uh, group, how long? How long ago was that, Rick? Got to be six, six years, seven years. Yeah. So he right? started. He started with you guys in your group in 2016. There you go. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Is seven. he is so, he still in your group or in Paul's group now? He's in Paul's group yeah. now. I so, miss him dearly. Yeah. So Rick, <laughs> Rick uh, got some help. Um, with somebody to help the little bit northern area and, and Rick yeah, got the, the New South England area. group has exploded. Yeah. So he needed some help up there. There's there's it's yeah. happening up here. Yeah. And it was <laughs> it was kind of fun, a little bit fun to be part of that since because uh, you know, we, we met Rick uh, probably probably six years ago, six or so years ago, and we prayed that, you know, God would bless him with uh, mm. growth. <laughs> growth meaning uh, more pe- more CEOs that he can help disciple. Um and it really did explode, and, and you you embraced you embraced it and said, "I think I'll just let God do it." <laughs> it's a lot yeah. better. Yeah, we were uh, uh, we were we were just talking about technology because we have to tape these, and uh, we always have interesting difficulty. And Rick, you had a a little cute story about technology, and I think everybody who's listening will will uh, re- react to what you say here about technology you know we're trying to we try to do zoom taping and there's always interesting things that happen uh, in terms mm-hmm. of things that don't work and then we gotta we gotta go back and fix it and they get interesting enough because uh, like in the studio we do the same thing all the time and often everything is reset which we don't even understand why and we gotta we gotta fix it all you know and so yep. you had it you had a cute story about that uh, technology as somebody who came in your came to your group yeah, <laughs> one of our C12 members. You know, we, we we bring all different things to the table in C12. You know, personal things and business things and challenges. And one of our members is a IT support guy, and and he came into a meeting. This is several years ago, and he said, uh, "Hey, I wanted everybody's feedback on my new byline under my logo." And he said, "It's going to be embrace it, meaning embrace <laughs> IT." And I watched ten CEOs sit around the table like in the headlights just looking at him with no response and then finally one of them says i don't want to embrace it i just want it to work i don't even want to know it exists yeah. like behind some curtain but i do not want to embrace it <laughs> so by the way he never went ahead with that byline in his <laughs> so. that's a that's a new uh, i'm gonna pick that up you know i just want it to work <laughs> I just want it to work. I don't even want to know it's there. And by the way, here's always for me, it's like, okay, once it's working, 
why does it stop working? <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's remarkable, you know. And uh, I think partly is that the uh, technology. You know, remember, technology is driven by programmers and software. I think they make things so complicated that um, things tend to alter, break, etc., because of of not simplicity, so to speak, of what they did. Uh, well, Rick, it's good having you. And uh, first of all. Uh, why don't you bring us up to date on uh, your life uh, over the last year or so of, you know, your family, uh, your ministry, uh, you personally, what, what's, what's been happening over this last year, just, just as an overview of uh, bringing everybody up to date. Well, and maybe wow. even before you launch into that, because we've yeah. gained a lot of listeners in the last year since you've been on who may not have heard even who you are. Can okay. you give us just a little little blurb who you are and a little bit about C12 New England that's, um, for those who are good. new in the game? That's yeah. always good. Who, who is that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> because we know him so well, we assume everybody else does. Yeah. But there's a lot of new people listening in the last year or so, so I'd love them to just know a little more about you first. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's that's really great, though, how encouraging for the ministry, too. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I... Uh, Rick Presby, I'm married to a beautiful, amazing wife, Kelly, who is definitely, I, as a friend of mine said, I definitely outpunted my coverage when I married her. <laughs> um, we have two amazing boys, John and Michael. Uh, 2009, uh, God very supernaturally, and it was an abiding process before ever meeting uh, All for Jesus ministry. It was an abiding process. God called me into being a, a C12 chair in New England. And uh, at the time, the next chair for me heading south was in Virginia, and and so the whole <laughs> idea. I actually joke. You were in before. really new territory. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just uh, the the past president of C12 used to call me the first seal on the beach. I don't know if he meant because I was overweight or if he meant because <laughs> I was the first guy going on the beach. Well, we know um, we know one thing, Rick, is at least the sharks didn't eat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Boy, that was just an amazing process that uh, that I joke with my board of advisors. I said, you know, if I ever said to you guys, you know, 14 years ago, hey, I got an idea. I'm going to start a CEO roundtable for just Christian CEOs. We're going to start in Rhode Island where the where it's the least populated evangelical <laughs> population in the country. Yeah. And they're going to spend a whole day with me and they're going to pay good money to do it. You know, what do you think of that? <laughs> It's like, you know, I think my 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 advisors would have just immediately uh, tried to check me back into sanity. I mean, it, the idea of it really made no sense at all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, fast forward, uh, and I, it was actually it'll be I think it's eight years this coming October that we did our mm. first retreat with you, Rich, and, yeah. and with Dave. Um, but just looking back and, you know, you mentioned about how it's grown in New England and we've got two other chairs with Paul and Kyle going up in the uh, in northern part of New England. Yeah. Um, I remember Kelly and I being in an early C12 conference probably 10, 11 years ago. And it was one of those, you know, we'll pray about what is God's vision for, for your territory, for your region. And I remember mm -hmm. Kelly and I praying and then looking at each other and saying, there's going to be 50 CEOs in, in New England in C12. Wow. And I think we're at 42, mm. 41. That's awesome. That number was outrageous. That was just, you know, uh, C12 used to, you know, 
joke with me and say, well, you know, we must be going into the convert and sign up mode. You know, it's like <laughs> we, we have to save CEOs now in order to build C12 in Rhode Island anyway. <laughs> so, um, but the, so the uh, so the ministry, so C12 has, has gone really strong uh, last year. Uh, one of my members, Paul Marston, been a member for six or seven years, eight years, uh, sold his business and came to me and uh, uh, it had had such an impact on his life that he wanted to, you know, go forward as a C12 chair. So uh, C12 is a franchise model. So he purchased the Northern Territory that I had and um, uh, has done amazing things with it. I can't think of anybody that would be better. Dan Mm. uh, is in his group now and uh, it's just, yeah, it's so exciting. He's just doing so great and gave me a little bit of margin, but God is, uh, God is <laughs> using up that margin as we speak. I'm, I'm now trying to, all right, what, what is next, Lord? What is your will next? You know, it's, uh, so we're, we're back on the growth mode, even down here in the Southern mm. half of New England. So it's really great. Um, last year was a, uh, it was a big year, you know, until you mentioned it just a second ago, yeah. uh, you know, thought about it in passing, but Yes, I sold about a third of the practice uh, to Paul, a third as far as revenue is concerned, about half as far as the territory, you know, size is concerned. Uh, did give me some margin. It was timely. We had um, we had some challenges last year. You know, 2022 was uh, um, our, our oldest son, John, came down with a really strange illness yeah. and, and uh, in late May, early June and was you know, dangerously sick until November when he had his Mm. surgery. Um, I spent uh, three days in the hospital with back issues in the late fall. And, and yeah, it was, it was a, it was a challenging year, but I have to say coming out of it, um, you know, God, God just continues to sharpen us through all of those. Mm. And I mean, I look at my, my son's faith and his, and his, and his wife's name is faith and and their kids. Mm. And, I'm just in awe. I mean, their their walk with the Lord is just so amazing, and they've and they've learned abiding. You know, to to be 29 mm-hmm. years old as a young couple with two kids and and making decisions with the Lord, and it just gives a gives a dad a, a and a mom and a dad. Don't you love seeing that younger generation oh, like gosh, and thinking yeah. they're starting out so young, being able to put this into practice, and what a beautiful yeah. gift and just where God can take that, you know? Yeah, it really is, and um, and so we're off to a great start for 2023. You know, just going out to Denver for the C12 conference and having 41 people out there for our New England breakfast and stuff like that is just mm-hmm. really. As Mike Sharrow at C12 says, we have a disproportionate representation. So uh, I love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we love that. But yeah, so 2023 is off to a really good start and everybody's doing great and, and uh, healthy and a lot of amazing things going on in, in C12. So it's uh, it's been a great, good, good start. We're, yeah. we're having some good, we're having a good season. Yeah. How's uh, uh, Kelly, your wife's, uh, how's her work? I know she had gone through uh, change at work and um, I know she processed through that how's that going uh, it, it was going much better but right now it's a little concerning uh, they've got some more big changes coming from corporate coming down the line that uh, really could mean an awful lot on her so we're uh, taking that one step at a time and, and um, yeah she's she's looking for some help and, yeah and trying to get some trying to get some help and getting some help yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have her uh, 
uh, one of you ever uh, you guys call me and we'll process it a little bit as we uh, seek God's will because I know I know a lot about what she's been through and God's yeah. God's guided her each step of the way. He will. <laughs> so. And he, yeah, he he has. He's so faithful with both of us and, yeah. and so much with her. So I appreciate that. One of the things I learned in that is you know we have C12 companies and we try to talk to them a lot about succession and what does God have ahead and. We talk with them all the time about having an eternal mindset with their business. You know, mm-hmm. that, that what is what is the greater purpose? What is the ministry impact? If God owns the business, what would he have of it? When when those businesses get sold into the, the, the venture capital world, it goes from eternity to four years. It's mm. like it's a complete opposite focus, right? <laughs> from from the eternal you know, people-minded into the kingdom to flip the numbers in four years. It it just right changes everything incredibly. Just really, really changes it. So yeah, whole yeah. different mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the uh, uh, you know when you look at and this happens to uh, you know publicly traded companies happens to yeah. um, you know people that are uh, in a now uh, backed by investors um, is that they're <laughs> they're. They have horizons, and the horizon is I'm, I'm going to join this entity, buy this entity. Um, I'm going to do something over the next four to five years to increase the earnings of that company, mm-hmm. and then I'll sell it to the next group. And, and uh, the investment community is, uh, Kathy is, uh, and Dan's actually looking at this now, is um, they're in different uh, tiers mm-hmm. of where they invest. So that right. you know, somebody that's, uh, there's a bunch that will invest in smaller companies, when you make it a little bit bigger, then there's a whole nother group. A whole different group. Behind yeah. it. And the and the group behind it is always willing to pay more because it's now been proven better and you <laughs> now have substance to be able to go further with it. You know, so the as the tiers go higher, the multiple of the earnings goes higher, which is a motivation for the for them to right. focus on that. and the focus, what happens is the focus shifts from uh the, the, you know, the, the whole company and the people in the company to the numbers of the company. Mm-hmm. And if that means getting rid of people or changing people or having less paid people, that's what they do. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it's yeah. typical. Yeah. Um, yeah it's Rick, you mentioned culture change. Culture change. Yeah, very much. Um, uh, so, Rick, you mentioned about your son. You don't need to go into all the detail of it, but uh, why don't you describe you're abiding and you're walking uh, alongside of him into discerning God's will when there was a problem. He's got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a physical problem and actually uh, also then financial problem. Um, yeah, and you don't need to go into all the specifics of it, but just your, how did you and Kelly um, abide, receive, process wisdom and help them uh, discern God's will because part of, of uh, what we uh, look at in the, in the way of abiding connected to the vine apart from me you can do nothing one of the somethings is fruit mm-hmm. and fruit is in a way it's really what Jesus spoke and that is go and make disciples mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. teach them to live the life that I've given to you you know which is a supernatural life and it's a it's a abiding life. Um, so we're never to, and this is important, never for us to connect people to us. 
It's to right. connect them to the vine and then let God show them uh, his will and yeah. lead them into following him. And by the way, our role is to walk alongside of it uh, and process with God because we are his messengers into that process. You know, so I know, I know you've done that with your, your son. And it would, like you said, it was a little bit of a surprise uh, that happened. And so describe a little bit and then your, your role and how did you receive wisdom from God to help him receive wisdom from God? Mm. Yeah, well, as I said, and he, you know, for a young age, they have really experienced um, abiding and, and hearing what God has for them uh, just, you know, time after time, just so even, you know, and you guys may recall, even the whole thing of them buying their first home and then uh, having a major conflict over that and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, having others step in, our friends Rich and Janice step in and abide with them through that and how God gave them peace and, and then other ones, I mean, for, for a young couple, they've been through two or three pretty big experiences of, of seeing God's hand come in. And so this recent one of last year, um, he thought he had uh, just some back pain and, and he actually, they were with us on the boat for a weekend and he was asking Kelly to help him stretch his back out and whatnot. And it, and it turned out without going through all the medical stuff of it, it turned out he had an issue, um, a very serious issue between his colon and his bladder. And um, so they, um, the, the risk of infection was just yeah. really, I mean, they, they, you know, life-threatening. I mean, the, the, mm. the infection risk. And so they told him, um, you know, check your temperature all the time. Your temperature goes up like one degree before now in surgery. Just get to the nearest hospital as fast as you can. So that was the way he was he was uh, living mm. into his, you know, with a, at the time, a two-year-old and a uh, nine-month-old. Wow. Yeah. And and trying to, and and oh, by the way, trying to make it as a, loan originator in the mortgage industry and in, in a market that was absolutely crashing you know mm. and this is his first year so um he had a lot going on but they had to schedule a surgery with two surgeons they needed a, a colon surgeon and a and the bladder the urology surgeon at the same time mm. and of course scheduling that in rhode island is a challenge in the summer anyway yeah so they had scheduled this surgery uh, as soon as they could. I don't remember when the original one was scheduled. Um, it got pushed back by the hospital for a little bit, and then it's pushing back in towards the end of summer into September. Mm. In September, he was supposed to have the surgery, and I believe it was the it was the fifteenth. It was actually Kathy. It was actually supposed to be the day that we came up and did our big banquet up at uh oh wow okay that was the day that was supposed to be well that was a thursday on that monday he came down with COVID, and it mm. was the mildest case of COVID. i mean he's a collegiate athlete and he's still is, right you know? he's still he's still playing lacrosse and he's still playing tennis and and he came down with the mildest case of COVID. he actually moved over back into our house you know to to be away from the kids and into our basement that's all finished and and but i mean he he was out running around with a mask on and his you know just two days he was just going it was like a non-issue however they informed him at that time that they would not do the surgery for seven more weeks which went to oh November. wow and um we could not understand that we, we mm -hmm. were matter of fact i talked with some some 
high-level professionals in the medical insurance world in Rhode Island, and being a being a young couple with young kids and all the unknown of the future, they had decided not to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I discovered through some very reliable sources that the seven-week delay on the surgery was their way of making you wait because you didn't get back. Oh, brother. Their, their penalty, basically. <laughs> it was a, yeah, yeah. It was, you weren't vaccinated, you go seven weeks. And I'm having this conversation with this person, and I am having a 30-year experienced doctor sitting at the table with us who said, there is absolutely zero medical or scientific logic behind that. Mm. There's, no, there's no seven-week thing that makes any sense to waiting seven weeks other than them wanting to just right and that's not something they would have put on someone having covid who had been vaccinated that's right. not a restriction that had precedence at all if he'd been vaccinated he probably would have been in the surgery in you know another week or two or something like that hmm. but they push it they push it back seven weeks wow. put it into november again every day with that concern and pain he would go through just in short spurts but was just unbelievable so they push it back to September, uh, November, and Rich, you and I had a conversation one day about that, and 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 you, you know, you encouraged Kelly and I to go ask the father, is this is this okay? Is this your will? Mm-hmm. Or or are we are we to accept this, or are we to um, pack him up and go up to Boston and right. you know, make this happen or whatever? Yeah. And, yeah. and what was it? And and I have to say that. Um, within a day or two, as I'm praying about this, I felt that it was his will to yeah. wait to November. Mm. As much as we didn't want to, and I'm right. concerned for my son and his health and his life-threatening thing and his pain and the whole family and whatnot, I really, God was saying to me, yeah, no, this is okay. You know, uh, mm. you know, November. Trust me with this. Yeah, yeah, trust me with this. So, um, so we pressed on to November. The surgery comes up in November. He's waited all this time since the beginning of June to finally have the surgery. He goes into the surgery and the colon doctor, the colon surgeon, last minute had canceled out on coming to do the surgery. Hmm. And another surgeon young woman, not that many years out of med school, whatever, steps in and she's doing the other part of it. And she says, she looks at the whole situation. She says, well, this is going to take a little longer in surgery, but I think I can handle this whole thing in a less invasive way and a much better way, which will help him to heal faster and whatnot. So they did a seven hour surgery and this, this woman, um, stepping in did an unbelievable job and he Mm. was supposed to take eight weeks to heal and he was running around in three weeks that's Um, amazing there was going to be these after effects and none of those after effects really took place and you know just looking back at god you know god having that in place um Mm -hmm. which is how he just he revealed to me he's like no november's okay i got i got something going on in november (laughs) for him that you don't know about yet you know so that's awesome it was it was pretty cool and and um and yeah rich to your point i mean sharing that with him 
along the way and him having that total confidence and, and peace and seeing, you know, at that at, at 29 years old, seeing God's hand on those decisions and mm-hmm. guiding those things is, uh, you know, just what a blessing. Yeah. And when you see the, um, you know, you d- describe what happened there, um, you know, God's will is I know more than you do. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and timing is always yeah. part is always part of it because he's got to get mm-hmm. things at the right place and he said you know trust me which is what you heard um you know two things one is how did you uh help uh, john and his wife faith uh receive that that it's okay uh i know it's going to be difficult for you but stay with it there's some reason for this uh that they had to also uh you know receive and then describe why you understand what happened with that other doctor coming in, that's a supernatural work of God. Because that's what we're trying to help people understand is that it wasn't luck. It wasn't, well, okay, uh, circumstance. It was just actually God said, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this together mm-hmm. because I actually I need her to do the surgery. Uh, so anyway, why don't you describe uh, how you assisted your son just in them receiving it um, and then how do you understand why is what happened supernatural <clears throat> well a couple of things you know first of all it, it wasn't any it wasn't any you know in-depth thing I mean they've they've come to understand seeking God's will through again other mm-hmm. <laughs> things like the house and the conflicts and stuff so yeah. when I just came to him and said look I really believe that you know this timing is okay and, it, and it's God's will um, they were pretty much, especially my son, they were like in agreement, you know, yep. they were, yep, got it. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and they, they were not anxious about it. Um, they weren't impatient Well, and in it. that, um, if I can insert, I would yeah. assume too, they're abiding on this at the same time. Yeah. And so you sharing that isn't you telling them what God said, it's you sharing what God's telling you and it's confirming what God's been telling them. So there is an immediate kind of, right. okay, yeah, God's yeah. telling us all the same thing. We're in a good spot here. And, and not just with their personalities, but I think with any of us, you know, when something's going on with our spouse, it's harder than it is for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure and I know that it was it was harder on faith. You know, she right. wanted to get this thing resolved and she wanted <laughs> fixed it. And, when, and I get that. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys both know when things go on with your spouses, you know, right. we, we get a, we get even more, uh, I guess, ambitious about it right especially um, with young children involved yeah, too and exactly. the whole dynamic yeah so uh and and john just has an amazing peaceful way about him and, and so he uh he received that well and i think it as you say kathy it was really an affirmation it wasn't i i wasn't going to him saying this is what god said and it wasn't like right. it was contradictory to what he wanted or what he thought so mm-hmm. uh, um and so, you know, one of the things you just mentioned, though, Rich, and this God really about a year ago in, in my abiding, God really spoke to me about his timing is as much a supernatural as the supernatural thing is itself. Yeah, <laughs> it really That's is. That's good. It, it's, you know, we, we look at, oh, this was supernatural. It happened. It wasn't natural. It was supernatural. It was his will is what he was at work. The timing of that is just as supernatural. That's right. That's right. Mm hmm. Yep. And some really God was hitting me with last year in my abiding time. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the uh, and the neat thing is, is that because um, our, our our heart uh, desire is always, 
you know, tell us everything that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, what do we have to do? And he says, actually, most it's about what I'm going to do. You just, just, you know, get to the right place. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he didn't say, go get a different surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I'm going to provide a different surgeon. And that's going to be the right person. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to do this, you know, and then by the way, it's, it is supernatural. So it's, I love that, that, uh, God's timing itself is supernatural. Uh, Absolutely. that's, that, that's a beautiful thing to, to talk about and pray and process about. So, um, Absolutely. thank you, Rick, for sharing that. We're going to continue our story next week with, uh, Rick, cause he's, he's also involved in, um, making disciples, particularly with his C12, uh, CEOs that, um, and I know because of, you know, just hearing the stories that Rick comes alongside of them and there's a way you do that. I would like you to help uh, explain because that's really discipleship in essence and our role of how do we come alongside family members and other people mm-hmm. in the same way. So we look forward to hearing that. Thank you, Rick, for uh, sharing that. And we're and John's uh, back to health, right? Better than ever. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so, forth. so Kathy will uh, do uh, End Times Friday, and Rick uh, will uh, we'll pick you up again uh, next week. Sounds awesome. good. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you have any questions, even questions for um, Rick as he joined us, yep. send them in at questions at afjministry.com. We'd be happy to talk about it. And hope you found today encouraging and just a beautiful reminder how God works in and through the supernatural. Amen. So have a great yeah. day. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos. (laughs) 